Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Now, uh, Paul writes in Philippians 2.4, Philippians 2.4, and says, uh let's read together. Let each of you who, how many? Each. Not, does it say some of you? Hmm? Don't, don't read your part into the verse. Let each of you look out. Look out, not look in. You know, children's church is up there, and there they serve the snacks before the end, so whoever is distraught can be taken. Do you know that we have up to 400 children attending garage here on Sundays? Yeah. So, things look so calm here, but if you go upstairs, yeah, that's why I'm going to encourage, we need more facilitators. 400. Wow. My goodness. So, let each one of you, not some of you, yeah, are you, are you one of the each let each one of you do what? Look out, not look in. Now, why are they telling us? Because naturally, you're going to be looking out for yourself. Yeah, that's the natural tendency. And you know that, I'm, I'm sure by now you've discovered that the natural you is actually not a very good person. Yeah, Paul writes and says, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells nothing good. Now, I, I pity people who get married to people who are not born again. Because you have signed up for nothing good for the rest of your life until God intervenes. Now, also, you can be married to a born again person whose mind is not renewed. That's also dangerous. But at least there, there is a chance, especially if they don't cut garage and MC. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think about myself and all the damage I could possibly cause. And I say, "Ah, if it's not for Jesus. Yeah, so sisters, eh? Hmm. save yourself the heartache. Yeah, otherwise you live as if there are pins in your heart. Find a good young man at church. Yeah, because why do you get one who doesn't attend? Because then there's no chance of mind renewal. Ah, how many men here think that you'd be a very bad person if it were not for God? Uh, you see, a lot of them. Some, some others are lying. Some others are lying. They're saying they can be a good person without God. But anyway, God have mercy on you. So, what does he say? Let each one of you look out, not only for his own interest. He says, not only for his own interest, because your own interests, you are already looking out for them. So that he takes it for granted. That's why he doesn't say, let each one of you look out for others' interests. No, he says, not only for his own, because your own, you're already looking out for them. I can tell that. Amen. Hey, quietness Presbyterian. Let's not be silent. It's, it's, yeah, you're understanding. I'm trying to introduce the topic. The main text is later. This is the introduction. Yeah, not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. In other words, having taken care of yourself which you're definitely going to do with or without the help of God. Even ungodly people know how to take care of themselves. Oh, yeah. But he says, but also for the interests of others. So that's what this series is about. 
to remind ourselves about the interests of others. Now, how many of you would love to be married to, to, <laughs> to someone who only looks out for their own interests? Eh? Who, who would love that? Like, you have this person in your life with a ring so bound together for life and their whole thing is them they've never thanked you for anything they've never said sorry they've never bought you a gift they, they forget your birthday it's the people at church who remember your birthday eh? what a shock looks like the people this side don't like what I'm preaching I'll try and go this side. Yeah, it looks like the people this side think that that's a good marriage. Hey. So, imagine, first sit down. Imagine that's your, your, do they call them bay or boo? Both. Okay, your bay and boo. They don't remember anything. They don't buy you anything. They don't, yeah. Isn't it already a bad imagination? Are you already thinking, what a shock? It's not good at all. Not possible. Can I tell you one of the things you should do when you fall in love? Uh, yeah, for some of you, it's been already many years. But for those upcoming lovers... You know, for us, we're a young church. So we like talking about things like love, honeymoon, weddings, etc. Yeah, we are, we are not here talking about uh, what medicine are you on, what medicine are you on. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. What, uh, yeah, you st- when did you stop eating meat? <laughs> yeah, that may be the case, but no, we, we still insist yeah, it says renews your youth like the egos. No, it doesn't say he, he, he. You know the part, the only part of the Bible that works for you is the part you believe. So I'm telling you something you should believe. Okay, where were we? falling in love I was telling you before you formalize things and go too far make sure your pastor knows yeah because you know pastors eh, they are like as if they work for the CIA they have a lot of information about people that you don't have so you're there you've fallen in love saliva is coming out of your mouth when you are <laughs> When you walk around, it's like you've lost your mind. You're like, ah, 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 oh. Baby, when I look at you, you make my heart go to, to, to. Baby, when I look at you, you make my heart go to, to, to. <laughs> DJ Pius and Clamus is that. Hey. Baby, when I look at you. Hey. You make my heart go to, to, to. Now, the reason you need a covenant is so that the person be singing for only you. Yeah, so that they had to do, do, do for too many people. That's not safe. And it's not good. Okay, let me get back to the Bible. Some people are looking at me with suspicion, saying, what, What's this thing? Now, that's why when you come to church, you need to sit next to your person. You see, for me, my person sits here. So, so that you can sing and say, 
Sit down now. How about friends? How many of you would like to have friends? There's this friend. Huh? Every time they call you, every time they text you, every time they WhatsApp you, something is about to leave you to go to them. Because they've perfected the art of looking out for their interests. Who, who would love those kind of friendships? What a shock. By the way, do you know that for me, I, I teach like Jesus? Yeah. You know, like religious people don't, may not like my teaching. Because they want me to be quoting all of Leviticus. But Jesus didn't teach like that. If you, unless you've not read the Gospels. He was just talking normal language. Parables, stories, etc. So for those of you who are going to teach, for, which is almost everyone here, because we are into church planting, today you're here, tomorrow you're a pastor. That's how it works here. Even those who are pastors, today you ask them whether they, they thought they would be. Yeah, so you can even be there... Uh, Kyle, what's up? And you're thinking, me? No, but you don't, you don't know what's coming. God will arrest you. <laughs> Someone is receiving it for their members. So, the whole idea of people who only look out for themselves is not a good one. It's a bad thing. If you find that you are one of those people, and of course those ones didn't come, who, <laughs> oh yeah, they are not online also, who only look out for themselves. Now, I want you to know that it's very easy. To, it, that's the natural disposition. Even, uh, even now, I know that in many ways I'm looking out for myself. Yeah, but you have to be deliberate to let God help you look out for, for the interests of what? Others. That's why Paul tells us about this. Now, one of the most critical ways to look out for the interests of others, which has eternal consequences, is to look out for people who are not working with God. People who are not born again. Because I can do something good for you now in this life, which we should do. But if I don't introduce you to Jesus, I've done you a disservice. Because now we don't know about your eternity. And we honestly, we, if we say we love people, hmm, we should be telling them about Jesus. Now, Luke chapter 15. Let's read together. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. Now, let's first go back. Tax collectors and sinners. Now, to, this no longer applies today so please don't go there but back in the days of jesus there were the sinners and then the tax collectors yeah like tax collectors were a special category of sinners like if you are going to sin at least don't be a tax collector now i don't know what it is today some sins are more acceptable than others. Now, of course, before God, all sin is the same. But how it impacts people, it's different. Okay? So, there were sinners and then there were tax collectors. A special category of sinners who no one wanted to relate with. Why? Because they collaborated with the Romans to oppress their brethren. 
by charging and overcharging taxes to run the Roman Empire. So they would come and recruit you and then you oppress your own people to run the empire. That's why tax collectors were hated. And they were a special category. And Jesus, you know, he went to Zacchaeus' house, tax collector, and had a meal. Wow. Now he says then, all the tax collectors, look, how many? All. What kind of person is this who attracts the special category of sinners? Someone said opposites attract. Yeah, that's true. Opposites attract. If, if you are only attractive to righteous people, question your faith. Are we reading the same Bible? Who wants to be more like Jesus? I want to be more like Jesus. What was it about Jesus? What, how, who, who, who? He says they drew near. Magnetic attraction. Hey. They drew near to him to hear him. He said things that made sense to sinners and tax collectors. Yesterday I was reflecting on the fact that life is an experience and not a theory. Life is an experience and not a theory. Your life, what you are experiencing right now is your life. The person sitting next to you is having a, a wildly different experience from yours. But that's their life. And you can't theorize about it and say, no, this is what it's supposed to be. No. If I'm in pain, I'm in pain. You, you may not be in pain, but I'm in pain. That's the experience of life I'm going through. I was reflecting on it because I was thinking about the ministry of comfort. And the magical power of the ministry of comfort. How the ministry of comfort can come to a person and the circumstance doesn't change, but you can comfort someone and they start having a completely different experience of life even when everything else is the same. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Comfort is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It says to comfort those who mourn. Right? Isn't that a ministry of the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Many of these things, Isaiah, and then he reaches someone to comfort those who mourn. Those who are going through trouble. Those who are having a bad life experience can be comforted. It may not change the experience, like if someone loses a loved one, you're going to bury, but it can, it doesn't change the facts, but it can change how they experience what they are going through. Wow. You see that? So, Jesus said things that sinners wanted to hear more of. They're like, tell me about that. Because he, he, he spoke to their hearts. And that they was, there was hope for them also. Because sometimes you can be so far from God that you don't think there is hope for you too. And I'm here to tell you there is hope for you also. Now, verse 2 is very interesting. Because we need to distance ourselves from it. Now, and the Pharisees and scribes. Now, these are the religious people. These were the people in charge of the establishment. These were the pastors and reverends and priests. What did they do? They complained. Saying, this man receives 
sinners and eats with them. Worship harvest. Are we a Jesus church or a Pharisee and scribes church? Not by confession. What is the reality? Are we opening our doors in our missional communities, in our locations, at our workplaces for sinners? When was the last time someone complained that you were hanging out too much with sinners? Has someone ever complained that? Huh? Now, I'm going, we are going to give every one of us an opportunity this month to move from Pharisaism and scribism scribeology to Jesus likeness this one is the month everyone is going to find some tax collectors and sinners and hang out with them until it shall be and until the, the religious people start complaining do we have a, almost a deal? I know we may not have a deal, but are we close? Yeah, we are going to move from accidental to intentional. It's easy to accidentally hang out with sinners once in a while. It's different when it is intentional. Last time, time we did this, we had the one campaign. And I had to take this guy out for lunch. And he got saved. Yeah, you too. You're going to take people out. By the end of the month, they will be walking with Jesus. Because you have an anointing from the Holy One to do those kind of things. Anyway, so they complained. So he told them this parable. Verse 4. One man of you, uh -huh, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. He asks, does it even make sense to say, you know, this other's mathematics is not very easy, but because it's not mathematics, it's love. You can't say, oh, how many sheep are lost? One, uh, uh, yeah, we can afford that one. Huh? <laughs> yeah you send a hundred trays of eggs you are a business person you're sending them to the shop where they are going to be sold and then every day one gets lost would, how, how okay would you be with it <laughs> doesn't make you a good business person you should go to director grace because they'll be like eh? you're losing one and you're okay with it no one should can I tell you something do not entertain loss in your life because it can become spiritual you start by losing small things then slightly less small things and then bigger things until loss walks around following you yeah don't, don't, don't let even one yeah loss is not to be entertained in the next parable, we'll look at the person who lost some money. But let me first stick with this one. Where I grew up, we took care of animals. And there are some people here who have animals. What happens when one of your animals escapes from the farm? Look, even if you had 500 animals, you will deploy a team to find that one. Yeah, they, <coughs> calling by name, eh? Rugaju. Eh? <laughs> Rugaju. You're hoping the thing will start making some noise. Ah! That's how it is. 
in real life, no one entertains loss. Now, Jesus is teaching us that that's the attitude we should have towards lost people. We shouldn't be here and say, ah, there are thousands of us here. We are okay. No, we are not okay. You can't say, some of you are blessed to come from big families. We are 15 and one is lost. Anyway, Kasta, we are 14. Is that possible? Okay, those who don't come from big families, you come from extended families. In your extended family, does it ever get to a point where it's okay for one of the people to die because anyway, there are still many? Huh? If, if, if the devil came and started threatening, saying, I'm going to kill one person in the extended family, would you say, only one? Ah, we are 200. No, you'd start praying and fasting and chasing away the, that spirit of death. It's not okay to lose one. Are we establishing ourselves in the knowledge of what I'm talking about? It's not okay to lose even one. So he says he searches until he finds it. Next verse. And when he has found it, he lays it on his, on his shoulders, doing what? Rejoicing. Rejoicing. Next verse. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. Now I'm hoping they don't have lamb chops at that party. It's a parable. And then he said, I said to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. This month, we are all going to generate joy in heaven. Joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Now remember in Ephesians 2 it says we are seated in the heavenly places. Do you know how to introduce joy into your life? Get into the ministry. Start going for evangelism. Start preaching. Follow the instructions this one month of looking out for others. Even me, I don't know how it happens. But somehow, there is more joy in a person's life when they care more about others than when they care for themselves. The more you focus on yourself, the less joyful you're going to be. I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what you eat, smoke, or drink. As soon as the lack of consciousness wears off, you will be sad and depressed. Hey, are you there? Acts 8, 5 to 8. I want, you, I want to show you that this joy thing doesn't end in heaven only. Let's read together. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now, ah, this is interesting. So he preached who? Christ. And when he was preaching Christ, what happened? Miracles. And they were listening to him and they were seeing the miracles. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Verse 8, as loudly as the people in this room can shout it out. And there was great joy in that city evangelism and salvation brings great joy oh yeah this church we have been much happier since we started doing evangelism 
it's, it's a paradox. The more you focus on yourself, the less joyful you are. The more you focus on others, the more joyful you are. I'm telling you, there's going to be joy generated in this month. Eh? As we focus on others. What's the day today? Ninth. 9, 16, 23, 30. Yeah, on 30th. Huh? You sh- in addition to all the others you'll be reaching on 30th, everyone is going to bring your whole family. Yeah, we are going to have one huge celebration of family. Mm. Yes. Brothers, sisters, uncles, aunties, cousins, cousins, nephews, nieces, family friends, I really don't know how we are related, but I think we are related. In-laws, outlaws, uh, grandchildren, grandparents, the whole, we, we will mix it up. We'll even have hymns. Oh, yes. 30th. Don't say I didn't tell you. So start making the appointments now. Workmates, anyone you think this one, I like them together. Nine o'clock here at Nalia. By the way, some of our locations, they are now meeting at ten o'clock. So for the ten o'clockers, ten o'clock. For the nine o'clockers, nine o'clock. The eleven thirtyers, eleven thirty. Here at Nalia, eleven thirty is for the young and the rich youth experience. So, and I'll be here today. So if you are coming for YXP, it's going to be hot, hot, hot. Now, there was what? Great joy. If you do a joy analysis, hmm? if you insert an internal joy uh, meter, what does it read? What's the joy meter reading? Hmm. If it's almost off, you need to start thinking about others. Look at what happens in the next parable. Oh, what woman having ten silver coins? If she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. Now, think about it. Light a lamp, sweep the house, search carefully. Does this look like accidental? Light a lamp, huh? sweep the house, Search carefully. Look, if you are in a search that involves sweeping, that is a search. Ah! Now, how many people have ever misplaced money before? I hope your hand will go up. You know, if you haven't misplaced money, it could be a case of you are very careful with money or there is not enough for some to be misplaced. So once again, (laughs) how many of you have ever misplaced money? Yeah, you couldn't find it. How many of you are like, "Ah." I had an envelope with two million shillings, but anyway, it's just two million shillings. How much do you want us to talk about? <laughs> 100K. Okay, I don't ever with 100K, but anyway, it's just 100K. Eh? Oh, yeah, you give someone 10K to say, if you find an envelope <laughs> with 100K, here is 10K. Advanced payment. Start the search. You see? That's, that's what he's talking about. That's how our attitude towards people who are not working with God should be because they are going through a lot of things. I don't know if you have ever thought about it or if you, have, if you remember the days you were not working with God. Ah, to be there when you can do whatever you want. 
at such a bad life. Yeah, no boundaries, no. Yeah, we, we have to go. He says, until she finds. See, the Bible says, for the, for the Son of God came to seek and to save that which was lost. Back to chapter 10. Uh huh, v- verse 9. And when she has found it, huh? she calls her friends and neighbors together. That's why on 30th, on 30th, your friends, neighbors, relatives should be called to celebrate, to rejoice. So, and together saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Next. Likewise, I said to you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Over one sinner who repents. Just one. Just Wow. The joy that that generates. That's what he's telling us about. Amen. Now, again, it's not passive. If you want to be passive and you think that for your interpretation of church is the place where you go, sleep through part of the sermon, listen to a few things, sing a couple of songs, throw something in the offering bag. No. Your, your, your church life is about to change. You're going to be involved. This doesn't work with only... Now, if I'm the only one inviting my people. How many of you think that all the people in your phone book are also in my phone book? Hmm? Uh, who, who thinks all the people in my phone book must be in that guy's phone book also? No, everyone has their own phone book with different people. God has designed the church for different people to reach different people. There is nothing like the pastor reaches everyone. That's why he says he has given some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's Ephesians chapter 4. So the work of ministry is not mine. They are about to bring up Ephesians chapter 4. Who is supposed to do the work of ministry? Yeah. Are, are you a saint? Okay. So my role is to equip, which I'm doing now. I'm showing you how we are going to go about the work of ministry. And then you go and do the work of ministry. Or ministry. Depending on where you're watching us from. Now, what are you going to do about Others, you might be like, okay, I'm convinced. Tell me what to do next. Now, I want you to do this right now. Get your phone and go to the notes app. There is somewhere where you can write things on your phone. Why your phone? Because the notebook, you'll forget it, but the phone is like a body part. I know you'll be with it the whole time. Get your phone. You don't need data for what we are about to do. So stop asking your neighbor if they can. They, uh, star 150. Hush. So in your phone, I want you to write down three to five people who are going to be your others this month. Names. Don't say headmaster, deputy, basa, and uh, you know, teacher on duty. No. Names. They are people you know who need Jesus. Yeah? So, right now, I'm praying for you. specific names
We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is God's power for salvation. Everyone that believes it To everyone, to everyone that receives it He shall have everlasting life I was singing for you so that you can write God's word is a light unto my pathway. His word is a lamp unto my feet. God's word is gonna take you all the way to glory. It sets the captives free. Makes the blind to see God's word is the power of salvation. His word it brings healing to every nation, sets a captive free, makes the blind to see. We'll sing the chorus after. Have you written down the names? Welcome to the Worship Harvest Ministries Practical Church of God in Christ Jesus. Mm. There's nothing like... Mm, mm, you look in your phone book in case you're confused. They are there. And your phone book has 3,000 contacts. You can't fail to get three, which is 0.1%. Are we there? Have you written them? Now I'm going to tell you what to do. Point one, you're going to pray for them. Every day this month of October, by name, by name, including fasting on Wednesdays. When we fast, at Worship Purpose, we fast on Wednesdays. I don't know what they serve at your workplace on Wednesdays, but some people, they are almost forced to shift the fasting day because on Wednesdays when they serve chicken at work and they're like can I use Thursday because Thursday what comes out of the kitchen even me I can fast Thursday no we chose Wednesday so one you're going to pray 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 says all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Two. You want to know the second thing you're going to do? You're going to serve the others. Those people. You're going to find a way of doing something for them this month. You can even ask them. What, is there anything I can do for you? Now the reason you should have done the straightforward financial growth mastermind earlier on is things like this so that you have because you're going to say can i do something for you then the person will tell you what to do and then you'll say ha i can't afford it no please now here is how not to go about it don't say my pastor <coughs> don't show the rat that the trap <laughs> you see this thing here we are going to catch you and some of you you may even be here when you are one of those that are the others you are welcome we love you that's why we are scheming to increase the love in your life so don't go like my pastor said you know at our church we are in this thing of others and I'm supposed to convert you I've been fasting for you now tell me what can I do for you <laughs> you stay away from me that's what you can do for me 
are we together? The people who are not happy, who has annoyed you? You know some people, when the Lord is about to bless you and an angel is coming, your way looks, takes one look at your neighbor's face and says, next Sunday. Ah! So tell neighbor, neighbor, cheer up. So have you written down the names? Are you going to pray? Including fasting? The second thing is what? Serve them. The Bible says, for the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many souls are for purchase if you can't afford serving people you can't save them point three connect with those people but all of this is happening concurrently and live eh? don't be like Okay, I will pray in October. I will serve in November and try connecting in December. We'll be on another series by that time. So three is you're going what? There's a very interesting verse in First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight. Let's read it nicely. The, by the way, brothers, single brothers. This is one of the verses to use when you're trying to make godly advances to encircle <laughs> Can we read it? So affectionately longing for you we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. So when you're fearing to whatever, you just tell the sister, check 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Some of you are wishing you had known this verse before. Because your previous attempt didn't end well. Because you didn't know how to go about it. Ah. No wonder some sections are happy and some sections are not so happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the one. Anyway, now I'm showing you. Pastor B3 and Pastor Angela, please. In fact, come now because I need to be rescued from these people. So, this is a good verse. This is a good verse. Yeah. So, affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. So, anyway, apart from those who are trying to fall in love, on a general sense, you, you must be able to connect and to love the people you're trying to reach. They are not a project. They are people. They are not a project. They are people loved by God. Because they are loved by God, they should be loved by you and I. Amen. So three, was that three or four? Three, connect. Four, invite them to garage and MC. Invite them to garage and MC. John 1, 40, 42. John 1 for the one of the two who had who had John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Now, this Simon Peter, who we all talk about, do you know that without Andrew bringing him to Jesus, there will be nothing? So, who are you going to bring to Jesus? Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, Simon Peter. <laughs> Check so you never know who you're inviting and what they are going to become because Peter ended up leading the church so invite invite lastly preach say preach Romans 10 14 to 15 uh -huh. how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a 
preacher. And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So one is, uh, shout it out, one, you are going to, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, shout have understood. And it's about others. This one, you can't do it for your own. Because some of you now, you're going to say, uh-huh, I now have a strategy for my husband. It's very likely that you are not your husband's person of peace as far as salvation is concerned. Go find lower hanging fruit over to Pastor Bissari. Word. What a word. Get up on your feet. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Apostle, for awakening us to others. And maybe you are the other today. (laughs) Someone invited you and that person loves you because they are inviting you to something that rescued their lives. God is interested in us. He is the one who sends us to others. Otherwise, we would be minding ourselves only. But here we are today. You're online. You're here in the room. And you've just heard this message and the pastor is here teaching us scheming good things. Can you imagine finding out that someone was scheming the whole time on how to bless you? Scheming on how to throw you a party. Scheming on how to take you back to school. Maybe you are stuck in your education thinking there's no more hope. Or you didn't even have a dream to go to school and there was someone scheming putting together resources, sending people, go to the villages, find people this week, write down their names, make sure they go back to school and you didn't even know. But what better blessing to find that you were in the room when they were scheming. When they were scheming for others to go to school, you were in the room hearing the schemers scheming. So I hope that today, if you're here today, you realize that God is really after you. Like on the day when we are scheming to go out there and rescue God's loved, beloved sons and daughters, you're present in the room, you're present online, wherever you are. And so if that is you, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week. God has schemed personally for you to bring you present here today, not on another day. And we want to invite you today to make Jesus Lord of your life. To come into a relationship with Jesus. We are not asking you to change religions. We are asking you to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. The one who loved you and gave himself for you. So as everyone in the room starts to pray right now, I want you to pray. It's a very spiritual moment. Just open your mouth and start to pray. Start to pray. I want to ask if you're there and you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life. I want you to make a bold move this morning. I want you to make a move that is going to change the rest of your life this morning. Would you just put your hand up if that is you? You want to make Jesus, Lord of your life. You say, you know what? It's okay. I am in the room and I know that Jesus wants me today to begin a relationship with him and I am saying yes. Don't be afraid. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. I want you to put your hand up wherever you are. Are there hands? Oh yes. There are hands. Thank you my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Just put that hand up. No fear in love. You're saying you know what? God is chasing after me. I see a hand at the back. Neighbors, pastors, I need you to be switched on. Zono pastors, shepherds, just walk with them to the front, wherever they are. Walk with that young man. Walk with that young woman. I think there are more people in the room. If that is you, maybe you came by yourself or a friend brought you. Come on, church. If there is rejoicing in heaven, how about here? Oh yes, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. I know there is still some more people. Can you help me and do the work of an evangelist? Oh yes, thank you Lord. I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you born again? And if they say no, tell them, can I walk with you? 
As you continue to clap your hands and celebrate, ask your neighbor for me. Are you born again? Would you like to make a decision today? And if they say yes, walk with them. Come on, come on. Don't be shy to ask your neighbor. Do the work of an evangelist. This is the thing that changes lives. Reconnecting children to their fathers. Reconnecting them to the love of the father. Today is the day of your salvation. The devil wants to steal your life. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. But today, Jesus wants to give you life in all its fullness. Yes, he is rescuing. Yes, he is saving. Yes, he is giving life. And neighbors, I hope you've done the work of an evangelist. There is still room for you. You're not too dirty. You're not too lost. You're not too good. You're not too rich. You're not too poor. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day of your salvation. You're not too young. You're not too old. Do not be ashamed of Jesus. And he will not be ashamed of you. Don't be afraid. We're giving you another minute. Come. Come to the Father. Come to your Father. Come on. Just put your hand up and someone will walk with you. Say it is me and someone will walk with you. Oh, we are not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the gospel. someone is there still someone this is the matter between life and death that devil does not want you born again he wants you bound he wants you scared he wants you accessible to him but Jesus wants to rescue you if you're still there just put your hand up someone will walk with you just put your hand up just do even quickly even, even just a little like this and we will walk with you Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Can you celebrate with heaven for these precious ones who have joined the family of God today? Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. And I want to pray with you this morning the Bible says that all you need to do for salvation is to believe in your heart that Jesus paid the full penalty for your sins all, all by the way, past, present future, all, by you saying yes today, it's erased a clean slate has been given for the rest of your life, he will never count your sins against you again, so you believe it in your heart and then you confess it with your mouth and just like that you cross over from death to life. Isn't that amazing? So I want you to just put your hand on your chest, my brothers and sisters who have come today, and repeat these simple words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for accepting and giving me a new beginning. Today I confess that I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a new creation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. I'd like you to follow that gentleman over there. Just follow him to his a brief conversation they'll take your contacts the church we continue to rejoice for these salvations today hallelujah praise the lord there's a great party happening in heaven right now wow how many of you are feeling weary how many of you are feeling discouraged how many of you have just been going through a, a week where you're like, I don't know if I can survive it. God is your strength. Amen. God is your strength. Yes. And he's strengthening you right now. Amen. He is strengthening you right now in the name of Jesus. And he's saying that victory is in your praise. He'd like you to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Because in the courts of our Lord, there is joy. 
In the courts of our Lord, there is healing. In the courts of our Lord, you are set free. So I'm going to invite us to take a faith action and just give thanks. Do you think we can do that? I know that some of you want to shout out your thanksgiving. Do you understand? Some of your thanksgiving, you're giving thanks in negative form of what's happening. You're going to shout, I thank God for my healing. Do you understand? I thank God for joy. I thank God because I've been set free. So I'm going to invite the band to just play loudly and I'm going to invite us to lift our voices and just give thanks. There is victory right now. There is victory right now in the name of Jesus. walking onto their property your property has come in Jesus name your property has come in Jesus name as you are giving thanks I saw someone's heart being covered you've been carrying pain joy has entered your heart right now in the name of Jesus but as we are also giving thanks I saw someone's heart being healed there's someone here you've had a heart problem and God is fixing it I think there was a hole or a damage your heart is being healed in Jesus name receive your healing receive your healing as we are giving thanks I kept seeing a picture of an ear someone's ear and two things came to mind someone has been having issues hearing from God lately that has changed today in Jesus name you used to have dreams and they stopped you used to read the word and you and there was a direct connection but that had stopped so receive it again in Jesus name but for someone else again you've been having problems hearing I command your ear to be open it's just one ear I command your ear to be open right now in Jesus name thank you God so much for the victory in this room thank you for the joy thank you for the healing in Jesus name amen 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 so father we thank you for your word today thank you that you're calling us to be real church not just to go to church but to be the church to others to our family to our workmates to our friends to our colleagues to our nation thank you for 60 years of the independence of this nation in Uganda thank you because your plans for us are good thank you because there shall be peace thank you because you know the plans you have for us to prosper us and not to destroy us so we receive it thank you for this church thank you for the pastors the mission of community leaders we come against discouragement every attack of the enemy we close that door in the name of jesus and we speak that from this moment there shall only be ascendance we thank you and friends may god bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace and may he give you the wisdom the courage and the ability to reach others for him and may the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us all now and forever amen god bless you so much yes see you with your others next sunday
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory.